thoughts on this topic i encourage you to please raise your hand and join us on the stage thank you so much everyone uh, for stopping by a brief introduction of myself i am dr kike oduba i'm a functional medicine physician i'm also a public health specialist an epidemiologist a patient advocate and health coach i'm interested in all things disease prevention health education and clinician training uh, so if anyone in the audience would like to come up and discuss i welcome everyone um, if you're in the healthcare space we would really appreciate your contribution uh, and of course if you've ever had an experience with uh, medical tourism or you've had family members who have had to travel outside the country where you live in Africa and uh, you've had any experience please come up and share um, I have Inio Bong on the stage hi Inio Bong can you introduce yourself to the audience Oh, hello, Kike. So my name is Inyo Bong, and I actually work for the Cool House. And I was here trying to assist you. I saw it was already open. But anyway, I'm also a, a lab scientist. So I think I'll join you in the conversation. Well, thank you so much for coming on and um, would really appreciate your contribution for sure. Hi, Oyufumi, Lola. Uh, thank you for joining the conversation. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and your thoughts on the topic? Hi, how are you? Um, my name is Olufumilola Bokro. I'm also known as HR Madame. And I run a company called HR Madame Consulting, where I help organizations to succeed through their people. So uh, we help organizations to manage their people agenda, uh, basically aligning business goals uh, with people agenda. Um, the, um, apart from that, I am a, I'm a trained soprano singer. Uh, I trained at Trinity College of Music, which is a conservatory in the UK. And I'm a sports, an aspiring sports entrepreneur. Um, this is an interesting topic for me, but I guess you're still doing um, intros. It's an interesting topic because I've got two family members living with chronic illnesses, and I'll just like to share my experience in terms of being the caregiver and how I think that um, uh, healthcare should improve in Africa. Right, thank you. Thank you so much. We will definitely, uh, you know, get back to you in a few seconds um, after Chi introduces herself. Hello, everyone. My name is Chi. I'm glad to be here. I can't wait for us to talk about the subject of this room. Um, there was so much to be shared the last time we had this room and I can't wait to hear more. I serve doctorpreneurs in my career life. I serve dentists and physicians in private practice. 
I host masterminds so that they have peer support that is useful or that is very useful in solving operational problems that they may have in their practices. And I also provide training for their teams. And in my ministry life, I write devotionals. So all of that said, we're here for a subject that's very near and dear to my heart. And I look forward to speaking to and listening to people who share the same passion about healthcare in Africa. This is Chi and I'm done speaking. Thank you so much, Chi. Um, just to reset the room, now that we have quite a few people in the room, today we're talking about reinventing healthcare in Africa. This is a series that we started a few weeks ago, and we're looking to continue doing these rooms. Today's focus would be on the cost of medical tourism. Uh, just to give everybody a, a, a perspective or a, a background information that we can all build on as we converse is this um, article that I, uh, I read um, earlier today, and it talks about how over a billion dollars is spent every year in, on outbound medical tourism in African countries. And um, the writer was talking about how this amount of money is pretty much a loss. Uh, for the um, continent simply because um, much of this amount is spent in countries uh, in Asia, for the most part India, and many of these countries have actually, you know, honed in on the skill of attracting talent out of African countries to serve in their countries and at, at the same time they're extracting patients from different countries within Africa to, uh, you know, patronize these services. And the issue, the, 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 the issue with this is the fact that um, many of these people who travel outside of Africa are left with really no choice to, um, they're not, they're, they don't have much of a choice for healthcare simply because um, probably in their localities or in their countries, there hasn't been enough facilities or the skill set to um, manage the specific conditions they're traveling for. And so um, I'd like you all to chime in on that. Uh, another issue is the fact that over 25% of traveling from most African countries are medically related. So out of one in four people who travel out of Africa to either Asia or Europe or the North American countries are uh, traveling because of medical, um, uh, they're traveling for medical purposes. And so um, this is a big concern simply because it looks like we have enough money to invest in our healthcare in other countries, but we don't have that money to actually invest within our countries to build up our um, medical, um, our healthcare system. So uh, please uh, chime in, Chi, Bong, and everyone else in the audience who wants to speak.
So let's talk about the data that you um, just shared with us. Did you see any patterns in terms of country of origin or, yes, country of origin of those who were leaving Africa to spend money outside of the continent to get healthcare? Yes, so um, there are three main, con- actually four countries uh, that this particular um, writer wrote about. She wrote about Kenya, Ethiopia, Uganda, and of course, Nigeria uh, is one of the countries that is um, you know, quite popular for medical tourism. Now, which countries are people traveling to the most? Um, it's India for sure. Ironically, South Africa is also a country where a lot of Africans go through for medical care. So South Africa being in Africa for sure, um, you know, I believe it's a good thing for South Africa. But then the the countries that people are traveling from to South Africa, what are the, uh, you know, effects of that um of them traveling and moving money you know from their own economies to another economy so basically just those four countries are the ones that are basically um highlighted here but aside from that you know those are the ones i'm most familiar with for now okay so we have countries that are densely populated we have countries these are countries that are very well known. And I say that because we live, for those of us who live in the Western world, many of the people, many of our neighbors consider Africa a country and they talk about Africa or refer to Africa as a monolith. And so they may not be appreciating where those dollars are coming from. And to them, a dollar is a dollar is a dollar. But for us, for Africans who are leaving to spend money elsewhere for healthcare, I think we should talk about the two two major pain points. One is the absence of that healthcare that they can spend money on. Last time we were talking about healthcare disparities, we were talking about access issues, and we were talking about public health and basic health education because the target was of our conversation was the majority, the the poor, those living in poverty, the majority of these countries. Okay, now we're talking about medical tourism. The poor don't travel outside of the country for healthcare. They can't afford it. Most middle-class people do not travel outside of the country for healthcare. They can't afford it. It is an uphill, uh, an impossible task to crowdfund your kidney transplant in India from your village people. That's just not going to happen. So if people who have some means even if it means bankrupting themselves to leave the country their countries to go get medical care elsewhere if they 
know the importance or the significance of the poor healthcare infrastructure we have in African countries. What are we asking of them? Are we asking of them to become the voices for healthcare reform in their African countries? Or are we, are we shaming them for spending money elsewhere? Or is it an ugly, ugly combination of both? What do, we, what do we need? Do we need people who are spending their hard-earned money or well-procured you know, money outside of the country to stop going outside of the uh, African countries and spend their money within their home countries? Or are we are we gonna shame are we gonna are we gonna use them, their knowledge, their appreciation for better health care to fund a grassroots movement to improve healthcare? Or are we just gonna treat them as one of those social ills that we deal with in African countries? Because the reason I I I am articulating these um, divergent views is because that informs our approach to the problem, mm-hmm. right? Are we, what do we want from them? If I was a person who could leave Nigeria to go spend money elsewhere, what do we want from me? What do I want from me? I think is the big question that I'm hoping that we can talk about and, and, and share on. This is Chi and I'm done speaking. Thank you for your thoughts, Chi. Uh, Inyobang, did you want to say something about that? Yes. Hello, Kike. Hello, Chi. So it's good to be here. And I think this is something really important we have to talk about. And I'm going to speak about my country, Nigeria, because I may not know a lot about other countries, or at least I know some things about this country. So, yes. We have a lot of people living here to go to India, to go to Spain, to go to different places to seek health, health care. And this is because it's a case of being pushed to the wall when there's no other option. Not like we, we wouldn't want to, you know, stay here if we had, you know, good health care system. So for me, I believe the problem is with the, our leaders. And I'll tell you why. Because these leaders, they don't access the country's health care. To have enough money to travel and you know get good health care excellent health care from other countries so they probably don't are not able to relate to the infrastructure and the standard of health care the poor poor standard of health care here in nigeria and i'll start first with the doctors here in nigeria i don't think we have a unintelligent doctors. I actually think Nigerian doctors are well trained and, you know, can compare to their mates abroad. And the only difference is probably, you know, machines or things that they use in the hospital. If you go to uh, a teaching hospital or even to medical students, 50% of the things they, they read about, they don't even have, they don't even see it. Like the machines, the equipment, it's just basically theory. So, you know, they, are, they know what to do but they have never practicalized it. And then this goes up to our hospitals. You don't have machines. Nothing is working. Like if you go to an average uh, teaching hospital, 
I mean, if you had the means, you wouldn't even want to go there. It's terrible. People lose their lives, not because of personnel, like I said, the doctors. There's because they don't have electricity, which is very vital to fund us to run a hospital. They don't have uh, machines. They don't have anything. The hospital is just dead. So if if you have people in the middle class that have a medical emergency, like you said, kidney transplant, and they don't have enough money, some of them go as far as borrowing, as far as selling their lands, and then thank God for social media, we have GoFundMe accounts. So you have people that come on their foundations and you know just beg because I need help, I need to go outside the country, and I need to work on my health. So this, honestly, I think in, in most African countries, and especially in Nigeria, it's not a matter of choice because there's no other option. Nothing is working in this country. The healthcare is poor. And then the leaders don't understand because, you know, they have malaria and they are going to Europe and America to treat it. And then the citizens are the ones suffering it. So what to do? We have to work on our healthcare system, our infrastructure, our machines, every single thing. Like there should be a total overhaul of the, the healthcare system in Nigeria. You know, so if things are working properly here, I'm pretty sure a lot of people wouldn't want to travel outside the country for, for you know, health care. I mean, you can get something here. Why go out? Why go all the way? It's because it's not even here. You don't have access to those things here. So people are pushed to go outside of the country to find these things. So I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop here for now. Thank you, Kiki. Thank you so much for your thoughts in your bong. Those are very, very insightful, especially in understanding the perspective coming from people right there in the African countries. Um, if if you recall, hi, um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, do you have uh, thoughts on this topic? Um, please go ahead. Hmm. Well, where do I begin? We've come a long way. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> we we have come a long way, to be honest. I I will speak for um, uh, certain countries. Uh, obviously, Nigeria being one of them. Um, when it comes to this medical tourism, healthcare in general in Africa etc and it's you know nigeria just using nigeria as an example obviously south africa uh, kenya and uh, ghana for you know as other tipping points and then obviously expanding into guinea and to drc and countries like liberia so i think we had an opportunity right to revamp healthcare in in africa in general during the ebola crisis and we did not take advantage of that because let's just say it was fairly contained quickly, but we had every opportunity to really, really reinvent, expand healthcare in, in its own way to at least suit the common layman. It took this particular pandemic um, to shut the world down, to keep all our leaders in their countries so that they could not be flying. Some 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 leaders wanted to fly to neighboring countries for for better healthcare, but they were turned back mid air and everything. Um, for them to actually realize that they needed to pump in money into healthcare, right? I would say the fish rots from the head um, because at the end of the day, if African leaders do not even have their own in their own hospitals in their own countries in their own like, and the reason why I said in their own 
in their own uh, private facilities in their presidencies or prime ministerships or whatever within Africa, if they themselves don't have the proper health care, you know, to look after themselves and they have to go to a different country, then, you know, what's the point, you know? Given, and a good example is obviously America, whereby, you know, the president of, you know, of the United States of America has his own everything that he could possibly need to keep himself healthy because that has that is what is provided for him yes obviously he is the president of the united states of america but at the end of the day why is it that our own leaders you know they don't even have the standard level of healthcare to keep them healthy and you know they're busy flying to dubai and india and whatever and what have you covid really really showed <laughs> showed it uh kind of exposed a lot because you know we have leaders who have been dying left, right, and center around the continent, right? You know, some minister or some some president here and there and everything to kind of really, really look, everybody for everybody to look inwards. I believe personally that, you know, um, there are different organizations, grassroots organizations, you know, I will mention one of them, obviously, Dr. Ola Brown's Flying Doctors, you know, who is definitely pushing a lot, not just for within Nigeria, but, you know, kind of in Africa in general, um, to bring the reality that you know there needs to be some heavy investment but you see we cannot detach the two there's providing healthcare and then there's the cost of healthcare mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right because and Kika, you can probably help on this one because obviously in america there's healthcare but then it's so expensive mm -hmm. right <laughs> What's the point of providing the healthcare, provide you know, getting all the equipment and everything if it's if the average man cannot even afford the healthcare or the insurance? So there's so there's so many aspects to this, and I'll just stop there. Thanks. Thank you so much, Ifeko, for your um, insightful um, thought there. Yes, the, the healthcare system here is quite um, different, you know. Um, there is a wide uh, use of insurance, but on top of that, the government provides some form of um, health care, free health care for the citizens in form of Medicare and Medicaid, which I do not think many African countries have. And so I think this is part of the things pushing people out to go seek health care outside the continent. And um, not only that, the... Um, the private sector in many African countries does not have the bandwidth to accommodate the needs. And so I think it's it's double-sided kind of the problem being the private sector doesn't have the support it needs and the government is not able to support its citizens. And so people have to find solutions for themselves. So I'm going to quickly reset the room and I would like to invite more people off stage. I do see there is, a, uh, I see Lucien here. You're from uh, Germany and you are um, looking for medical, uh, people looking for medical treatment in Germany and uh, you know, uh, part of the people you serve. If you would come up, please, would love to hear your thoughts and uh, the things that you've seen so far. If you've had an influx from Africa to your country for medical tourism, uh, but before you speak, uh, I know Abidemi came up stage. Hi, Abidemi. Thank you so much for joining us. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little more 
uh, about you and your thoughts on medical tourism in African countries. Uh, hi, struggling a little bit to hear you is there a chance you could increase your volume please a little bit thank you And on the 
this side of that. Also, it should provide the added um, encouragement to the medical personnel to know that, okay, you have all the necessary equipment and the facility and the work environment which to explore within the country. So you don't need to go out and alternate. It's going to take time, but I think with the emergence of private uh, ecosystem, now looking towards healthcare in Africa, I think Thank you so much. Um, I find those um, projects you spoke about quite exciting. I have a few questions though. So how are these hospitals, these facilities funded? Are they funded in-house within the country or it's foreign investors from different countries outside of Nigeria or even Africa bringing in these medical facilities? And also, uh, are they going to be, are the services going to be affordable for the common man on the street or it's still the elite who travel out of the country for healthcare who are going to be uh, able to afford these services so are we trying to um, attract these people you know who go outside the country to stay and take uh, advantage of this facility i'm just curious to know like who is the target market and who is funding this and are you having doctors within the country are they going to be recruited to serve in these facilities or they're going to be bringing expatriates from outside i don't know if epidemi is available to answer i can answer some of that uh, kike i know that a lot of them are a lot of them are privately funded lots of them are partnered with international organizations outside obviously of the country um based on certain expertise. In terms of the cost, that's why I mentioned this whole cost thing. Cost is definitely a huge factor. I think some of them obviously are, you know, kind of are also partnered as well with certain governor states as well. And I'll speak for Nigeria anyway. 